This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode two of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm Eddie. I'm Pat. Thanks for joining us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries on Paranormal Dads. Episode two underway. Another chock full episode full of goodies for you. Back oh, at it. And, uh, you know, since last time, I think we uh, had time to d- digest it and we got that first episode under our belt, the pilot episode, if you will. Yes. And it's I... kind of funny looking back, like if, if you find your favorite sitcom and you watch the older episodes of it, you know, when the characters were still finding their dynamics. They were always a little shaky. Always a little, you know? Yeah. And so, but that's to be expected with the pilot episode. But they get better in time. Yeah. We'll get better. <laughs> we'll get better, we promise. Or more shaky. <laughs> <laughs> but we the, even have d- new digs this week. Well, we're, yeah. We're moving up in the world. We're recording out of the studio, for lack of a better word. It's a studio. Right it's now. A perfect word. So uh, my family and I, we all moved. And in that move, um, I was lucky enough to find a house that had a fifth bedroom downstairs. And my wife was awesome enough to be like, oh, you can have that for your, your man cave. I'm like, oh. Podcast Central. Yay. Yay. Paranormal dads. <laughs> to the nerd cave. To the nerd cave. There's a fire pole that leads straight down into it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But yeah, we're going to be recording uh, Paranormal Dads out of here as often as we can. And I mean, we'll do it other places too, just to kind of keep it fresh. But And then the other podcasts that I'm a part of will be recorded in here as well. So looking forward to all of that. And Andy's got a new space uh, at his casa. A he little, does. Did some home decorating. Well, it's a total copycat move, really, because when, when we were kind of painting this room and getting it staged and ready to go, there's a little a little part of me that was a little bit jealous. So no way! <laughs> I, uh, we, we were not using uh, one of the upstairs bedrooms very much, so I kind of refurbished it, redecorated, cleaned out, and uh, tidied up, and I call it my crypto cave. So That's awesome. Women and children may not enter. It is uh, my lair for writing and meditating meditating and researching these uh, oddities we'll be bringing you andy's area 51 it's my area 51 I'm, i think i'm gonna put a sign on the door that says area 51 do not enter will you get shot like you would in area 51 most if... of the signs i found on amazon actually said that and yes. i was like oh that's kind of uh, morbid for you know <laughs> posting to my own house it says lethal force will be used Ooh. to enter beyond this point you should put like cross out lethal and write nerf <laughs> nerf, <laughs> nerf, nerf <laughs> weapons will be used i had an interesting paranormal experience this week though oh, what we, we we went to my son's um it was back to school night and so we go into his seventh grade reading room to meet his teacher okay and so my wife is talking to the teacher you know putting together a plan for him for his seventh grade year and and strategizing you know how he's going to just have this awesome school year i'm over in the corner looking at the books on on the tables and i come across a book it's called tales of the cryptids mysterious creatures that may or may not exist and i just got so excited about this book i'm taking pictures of it and texting you guys with the pictures you know they're they're over there talking about you know what could 
be his educational future in the balance. <laughs> and I'm over there texting you guys about a Bigfoot book I found. I was very excited about it, though. Guys, the Baba Yaga is in this book. <laughs> Good to know your priorities are in, in the right order, though, Pat. <laughs> and and that's what we're actually talking about t- today, though. We're talking cryptids today. We're talking Bigfoot in particular. Oh, and, exciting. Uh, we're going to go straight into recent sightings and get this party rolling. Oh, there we go. There we go, recent sightings. Okay, so recent sightings this week. It's Dateline, McDowell County, North Carolina. And I came across this article. The Charlotte Observer newspaper reports a large bipedal animal covered in hair, read a Bigfoot, was reported in North Carolina's McDowell County four weeks ago, about 100 miles northwest of Charlotte. The sighting by a Marion-based group called Bigfoot 911 happened on August 4th, just before 11 p.m. in a forested area. The group reports something threw rocks at them as they were leaving the area, and it was a team of seven people were out at the time, scattering glow sticks in the woods. Members of the group believe glow sticks attract the legendary cryptids. He's a fan of raves. He's he's a raver. (laughs) Do they leave a trail of ecstasy pills, too? Well, it was the sight of one of those glow sticks moving through the woods that got their attention. Oh. And a a member of the group, John Bruner, said he turned on his headlamp and saw a large bipedal animal covered in hair. And the animal took off, so what does the guy do? He chases him, Yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) Naturally. Eventually, it prompted a brief stare down between the two and Bruno said his face was solid black no hair on it the hair looked shaggy all over and the animal didn't appear aggressive the two held eye contact for five to ten seconds then the animal took off again and he was not seen again oh god so the news of the alleged sighting has brought national attention to the group including a tongue-in-cheek warning by the Greenville South Carolina Police Department for citizens not to shoot any Bigfoots they might see around town. Mm-hmm. So. Covering all their bases in case, uh, you know, Uncle Fred has a couple too many and puts on his gorilla suit. Yeah. You know, you don't want people, uh, you know, with pitchforks and t- torches going out into the woods and hurting somebody. But And that stare down, it would have been oh, gosh. five to ten seconds later, the beast runs away and Eddie is standing in a pile of urine. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to run him down and then just start staring at him. I know, right? What are you going to do? Oh gosh! I, I, oh, uh, uh, oh, hey! <laughs> well, I didn't or it turns and him. runs back at you. You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh lord! But it's funny. This is back in North Carolina, home to another of our favorite cryptids, the lizard man. So we're oh, yeah. not too oh, very far from there. Oh, see. But uh, I also thought it was kind of interesting in this story, the the glow sticks, because we used to when we take the Cub Scouts out, we used to take glow sticks and we put them in. Uh, like clear plastic mm-hmm. gallons full of water. Yeah. And we put a glow stick in there and then put them in all the empty fire pits that are all over the campsite yep. where there is no fire. The kids, you know, after dark, they're running around playing flashlight tag. And ultimately, one would somebody would trip in a, a dark camp, uh, a 
campfire fire, pit, fire yeah. pit. So we started using these glow sticks. Little did we know we were putting in a landing site for Bigfoot to come into say, our camp. Basically. You walk in there doing figure eights with them and <laughs> <laughs> over their head doing helicopters. Man, that's awesome. Glow sticks. But what, I mean, assuming that this really happened, which... You know, I, I don't know. I, I take it kind of case by case when I hear stories of cryptids like this, but there's a part of me that wants to believe more than there's a part of me that wants to be skeptical. So assuming this guy really did see, you know, Bigfoot and lock eyes with him for five to ten seconds, that's something you're never going to unsee. No. You know, you have nightmares. Maybe you'll have nightmares about it, but it's something you can tell your kids and they'll tell your grandkids and... Some people might believe, some people might not, but you'll never forget that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. The, um, so this was recent. This was like how This long was ago? four weeks ago. Four weeks. <laughs> glow sticks. When you mentioned glow sticks, when I was in uh, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, we would play a thing called Fox and the Hound, mm-hmm. where uh, one kid had a glow stick and the other kids would chase after him. <laughs> And it was in the dark. What they do when they caught him? When they pummel him? And then you get beaten up. It was Uh, the 80s. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it was, uh, uh, we were playing uh, this game in Fort Story. I'll never forget it. Fort Story. I want to say it was North Carolina. Uh, I may be wrong. Maybe maybe Virginia. Some listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. Fort Story, wherever that state was. And it was sand dunes everywhere. And it was an old firing range, so you could find like like bullet casings all over. It was so land dangerous. Mines. Yeah, landmines, <laughs> of course. And I remember I was cruising down this sand dune, and uh, coming towards the kid that had a glow stick. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up on the ground. I had collided heads with him. Oh, oh no! You know the classic, like yeah. just completely under. And woke up. Talk about like a paranormal thing. I yeah. woke up like, what was that? <laughs> like, I had missing time. And uh, what happened? What oh, you happened? missed a rave. <laughs> you missed a rave. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you mentioned glow sticks in, in the dark, and that brought back memories of that. So hardly <laughs> paranormal, but still pretty fun. Yeah. So there you go. So, uh, so there, if you're in there, North Carolina, look out for Bigfoots. Once again, North Carolina representing. Well, you for know Bigfoot. what? It's it's actually been kind of a, a cooler August. So I don't know. I mean. You'd have to ask a Bigfoot expert, are they a little bit more active when it's cooler? You know, uh, typical August in North Carolina, you know, it's 100 degrees and humid as heck, so maybe they lay a little bit more dormant and they're a little bit more still and quiet. Maybe it's, since it's cooler at night, they're a little bit more uh, out and about. Who knows? It could be. Yeah. There you go. It's time for Pop, Culture, and the Paranormal. All right, now we're to the segment of the show where we talk about pop culture events. It could be uh, uh, video games, movies, shows, uh, new fads, new trends regarding the paranormal. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something near and dear to a lot of our hearts. Uh, It's an app, and there's plenty of them, but uh, there's ghost radar apps, there's ghost communicator apps. It's these little things that, you know, mostly I'd, I'd say probably a good 95% of people would probably claim it's it's more of a gimmick than anything else. It's more for entertainment value. But um, when this first came out, which I, I couldn't tell you the exact year, but I remember, uh, you know, being on the radio here at a station in Omaha and we were talking about it back in like 2011, 2012. And it just created this, you know, this uh, frenzy all over Omaha and people were downloading the app and you know, Ghost Radar here, you have it pulled up, and it kind of looks like one of these... Oh, they exited out there. Stupid Wi-Fi! Well, anyway, it's like a old-fashioned, uh, you know, submarine kind of green screen there with right. where you got a 
you got a sonar thing that's going around in yep. a circle, and uh, it allegedly, supposedly, is supposed to show um, ghosts that are nearby you. It shows up as like a little blip on the radar screen, so if it's behind you, obviously, you know, and if you believe in this, it makes you jump, and you look behind you and say, oh my god, there's a ghost. Um, I think <laughs> when I downloaded it uh, earlier today, just to, just to have a look at it, um, my wife downloaded it because I was driving, and... She kind of just rolled her eyes and laughed. She said, well, it shows there's a ghost that's right in front of us, but we're going 45 miles an hour and this thing's not moving. He's a fast ghost. He's a fast ghost. So he was keeping pace, almost like the pace car at the Indy 500 or Daytona. Yeah, you going to pull it up there somewhere? There's Eddie? a few of those apps. We can keep talking about it while I fire it up, but there's a few of those apps. This one's called like Ghost Detector Radar with Camera. Ooh. And this, yeah, and I mean, this is where oh, it's... So you like you hold it up and you can walk through your house and it shows what you're seeing, but it shows like a, a wispy image in front it of you? It shows an outline of some uh... sort of like apparition or whatever. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you know, it's for fun. Right. It's really a fun app. I mean, and it's, you know, for parties and all that stuff and... And uh, certainly if you had a camp out or something, that'd be kind of fun to do Yeah. with like uh, Boy Scouts or some right. of the Cub yeah. Scouts or whatever. Here it is. I'll, I'll fire it right up. It even has all the sound. It's calibrating the sensors. Calibrating sensors. It's calibrating the sensors. <laughs> radar activated. Here we go. We're looking around the room. Looking at Pat. You know, it's all fun and games till you actually see something on here. I tell you, I'm looking at the window. And it's going to be one of those classic things like in the cartoons where, where a little spider lands on you and then you like, you know, shoot a bazooka at it and hurt the person in the process. Exactly. So it's showing like the negative image of everything in the camera too. So like we look blue when when it, the it's camera's scanning. pointing It's not us. finding anything in here so far. We got a clean house. What if it's one of these like YouTube videos where something like pops up and it's like a ghost face and it goes Rah! Those yeah, scared the living daylights out of me. I didn't know that was happening and then someone got me with that one really good. What's the what's the the game with the bear that all the kids play? The game with the bear? Yeah, there's like this bear. That, is that Night at the Museum? Night at the Museum. Five Nights of Freddy's. Five Nights of Freddy's. Yeah. That's what it is. Well it's not Oh, there's one so you look behind you, and there's a ghost. See, and like, oh, there's the shape. Oh, yeah. There it is. Just hovering there. And you is, can, like, I tell you what, that is actually kind of creepy. It is. There you go, Pat. You can, like, use the phone to... Anyway, this is live live podcasting. I'm like, <laughs> you actually are you kind of creeped out? <laughs> well, it's over in the corner, man. Why has it got to be in the corner? And it was floating in midair. Just have a seat. It's like when someone stands behind you. Is it over us now? He's gone. Uh, he went back to the uh, went, went back the other world. Floated into the ether. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't like that he's standing behind us. Lost. It, it oh. makes you nervous. Like when someone's standing up next to you and you're like, okay, dude, just have a seat. You're making me nervous. You know what I mean? I wonder if it, I mean, and this is where like, so, you know, to put people's mind at ease, I think these are more for fun. They are for fun. And there's, I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> well, it's, a, it's a cool little fun game essentially for for people who who don't this is andy speaking by the way and for um for new listeners i'm a professional psychic medium I, i've been doing it as my full-time job for about eight years and honestly the funny thing was when i was on the radio all those years ago mm -hmm. and we were talking about this app and people were listeners of the show were downloading it um i actually got flooded with emails from people who thought that the ghost app was like the real deal and serious yeah. And the, and people were panicking. People were freaking out and calling me, saying, "I need what do you to I get do? over here and cleanse my house." We saw three ghosts. My kids can't sleep. And I mean, we we had to like my office had to, you know, with empathy and tact and professionalism, kind of had to get back to these people and explain, 
you know, this is for entertainment. There's probably no ghosts in your house. It is an app developed by people who make software that want money. Right. And, you know, so you, get, you, you can't you can't buy into everything. You can't be gullible. Um, not that I don't believe in ghosts. You no. Know, I, I, I've seen some stuff, man. I've right. seen some things yeah. and some stuff. He, he's been there. Uh, but as far as this app, I, I think it's mostly just uh, just for just just for shiggles. It's for shigs. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I mean, and this is just being serious. Like for people who actually do paranormal investigations, I don't think these phones have the sensitive ability to be able to detect those types of. Yeah, things. I mean, I mean the the devices they use cost equal to the cost of a phone, if not are more expensive than right. a phone would be. Right. And we saw on this phone, what it showed us was a full body apparition standing yeah. behind yeah. us. It's not that easy. Did, yeah. did, did you see it, Pat? Yeah, it, it kind of looked like something you'd see in the Haunted Mansion exactly. you know, at Disney World. Yeah. But as a as a thing to do with like a group or as yeah, for fun, you know, I mean, it's a total blast. Yeah, for a teenage slumber party, it'd keep you busy. Um, but truthfully, what your iPhones would be good at, you know, just the simple, the voice memos feature on most iPhones. Yeah. What you could do is, is those are actually really remarkable at catching EVPs. Mm. Uh, it stands for electronic voice phenomenon. It's basically, uh, for people who don't know is you, you just record, uh, and you can set your phone to record in a room and it, it can seemingly record uh, silence. But when you play it back, you can catch a whisper or some ghost vocalizations. Now those are real. I've heard some some ones that are eerily real, and uh, so you can actually do that with your iPhone. But as far as uh, visual images, you're going to need some sort of uh, some sort of equipment to do that. Now here's another one. Ooh, this one's called Ghostcom, uh, short for Ghost Communicator. That, that splash screen is already intimidating. And what you do basically is you hold your finger on here. And it like spins this Ouija board kind of wheel type of deal. The production value on this is crazy. It's not like bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Look, it looks like you're staring it, into the abyss. And, and it like pulses with this plasma. Okay, so it says remove finger and await your message. And it kind of spits out random words here. So uh, almost like a horoscope, it gives you some sort of a message. And you can make it fit or make it make sense if you wish. Like a magic eight ball. Uh, yeah, it's like a magic eight ball. So here's the words that are appearing. It says... In no particular order, it says line, challenging, reliable, victory, the facts, uh, up, situation. So, I mean, I don't know. You can you can probably blend those together to make some sort of sentence that's coherent. But... If it said podcast, I would have yeah. thrown the phone. <laughs> and I think that's the, that's the thing that would freak people out. Like, what if it said podcast? And what if it said Bigfoot? And what if it, like, picked up on some of the things we were talking about? Right. Then you have... Then you know, then you would freak out. And yeah, I guess that's the whole point of it. So that's awesome. But it's you know, it, it'd make for a, a little bit of entertainment if you were having a slumber party. Yeah, exactly. But no yeah. harm. So anyway, that's uh, your pop culture segment for the week, and up next is the main mystery. Ooh. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Talking about the Bigfoots. Mr. Foot. Man. Sasquatch. So to get into this right out of the gate, we went on a Bigfoot excursion. Search. I don't want to say hunt. It was expedition. 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 Yeah. And to give you maybe, a, we'll maybe each give you a little bit of background as to what led us to this. And it was kind of an organic 
development, really. I mean, it started off as a birthday present for you, right? Andy. Yeah. yeah Andy, I, sorry. Yeah, for me, I've had a lifelong fascination with, with Sasquatch and, you know, just growing up watching documentaries, reading books. Uh, when my dad was alive, he was actually uh, in the Marines uh, in his younger days. And, and in my youth, he told me a story of him and his buddies. I don't know the exact circumstances, but simply put, him and his Marine buddies were out at night um, unsupervised, they snuck out basically, and they weren't supposed to be out in the woods. Ironically, it was in one of the Carolinas. What? Really? Yeah, so we got a theme going here with uh, the North Carolina. But it was somewhere in the Carolinas area, and he said him and his buddies were walking through the woods, no flashlights, no glow sticks. <laughs> oh, no. And they, they felt like something was following them because they could hear footsteps, uh, heavy footsteps, following them about, about 10 yards away out into the darkness. And every time their group of guys would stop, the heavy footprints would stop. They could hear breathing. They could smell something that just smelled putrid and rancid, uh, which is those, a common characteristic. Those are classic signs, yeah. They are, and, and they never saw anything. Uh, he was adamant that they never saw anything, but it was indicative of some of the signs of a Sasquatch uh, encounter. And ever since I heard that story, I was hooked. And my wife, uh, Kenzie, she's just, she's just the best person ever. And she surprised me. Uh, it was actually last February, February, so February 2016. She surprised me by purchasing a, uh, a Bigfoot expedition. So she signed me up to go out there for four days with the professionals in the forest. And, you know, you stay there uh, either camping or in a cabin and you go on hunts in the middle of the night. And so, uh, uh, long story short, we kind of rounded up the troops and uh, we got Pat and Eddie signed up as well. And, and we went to the Ozarks. That's all uh, the more specific we can be about the location. That's it. That's all you're getting out of it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, from there, I mean, it was just, it, it was an epic trip. I I can say without a doubt it was one of the best times I've personally ever had in my whole life. I mean, probably the kickstart for this podcast, really. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Ex- yeah, yeah, we kind of talked about doing something like this on that trip. Yeah. And the shared experiences uh, for me, the, 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 and the very short story here, so we don't eat it all up with this was, like I said, in our first episode, if you didn't listen, go back and listen. But uh, I grew up for a portion of my childhood in a portion of the country, upstate New York, where it was a uh, heavily treed was at the base of the Adirondack mountains. And uh, there was an occasion where I did venture out into the forest quite a bit. Um, as a kid, it felt like I had gone forever, but you know, it was probably like you know a half mile or whatever into the woods. But there was one time I remember this very, very vividly, where and I never, I didn't have a direct experience, but it was one of those things where my mind wasn't in that like, oh, it's so creepy. None of that. I was just in the forest, doing kid stuff, like picking up sticks and chucking them and you know, looking at stuff. And all in one moment, I noticed it got quiet. Like everything just stopped. I didn't hear birds. I didn't hear anything. It was just no crickets, no nothing, just silent. And then instantly I felt like something was looking at me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was only like nine or 10 and I didn't have the framework. I didn't see, you know, I'd always been avert. My parents were highly protective. I didn't see a lot of scary movies. I didn't, you know, I mean, you know, like all kids, I had that weird thing of like, Oh, monsters. But I didn't ever actively have an active input of that. And, you know, I didn't see scary movies. So I, I, I didn't go there organic i mean i did it did happen organically because it would it, it just happened out of nowhere right. so that experience and i n- nothing else than that feeling 
And I, I did. I turned around and kind of hot-footed at home. I was like, eh, eh. <laughs> <creepy>. I fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, you had your glow sticks. You wouldn't have. I know, right? <laughs> but straight home, and and that stuck with me over time. So as you and I talked, and Pat and I spoke, it became and, the, and this opportunity came up to do this. Uh, you just jump at the chance. You don't say no to that kind of thing. And that and being able to hang out with you guys was too much to put 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 down. So. Well, I guess I guess my background with with the whole Bigfoot phenomenon, you know, goes back to the '70s when there were so many television shows and movies out about Bigfoot, and that, you know, I was a big fan of Six Million Dollar Man, of course, but uh, it was a lot of the pop culture type stuff that really got me kind of interested. And you'd find books at the library and things like that, uh, but it's just stuff that captured my imagination. And then, then you know, fast forward to. A year ago and and i get a phone call i think it was at work or a text or mm-hmm. something from andy and and uh andy and i had known each other maybe about six months if that yeah, not even that long, that, that long. so days. i was like kind of shocked that that uh he was contacting me and he said hey, you want to go on this bigfoot thing with me and eddie and i'm like somebody asks you do you want to go hunt bigfoot you say yes <laughs> so, so i was i was on the phone right away with my wife and cleared it and we figured out you know she's going to take care of the kids for a few days and give them to school and and stuff and so i was free to go and i was just ecstatic and and so so glad i did we just had the, the time of our lives down there well in our defense the three of our wives went uh, to Hawaii together a few months prior. This yeah. is so true, this and that our... was kind of the catalyst, I think, that kind of got yeah. me into the mix. Yeah, that uh, they went on a trip, so well, we better bring Pat along too. The ladies, I just think it happened organically. I think it was like the, you know, we all have, we all we're, all we're all friends, so it just kind of made sense that we all did this. It was, um, and you mentioned this. I and Bigfoot, I think, is going to come up quite a bit during this podcast. Well, it's such I a broad subject, you know. I, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to be able to cover him in one episode, no. but I do want to do an episode where we specifically dedicate it entirely. Because you're right, something about the '70s, they were in love with Bigfoot. There was yeah. so much Bigfoot media, yeah, TV shows like uh, stickers and tra- Halloween costumes. It was yeah, crazy. Toys, just. Yeah, everything, and that was probably tied with the with the help. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Patterson, the yeah Patterson, Patterson Gremlin, Gremlin, pa- yeah Patterson Gimlin, Gimlin, Gimlin. Yeah, I think it was Bob, that was Bob Gimlin and, and uh, Roger Patterson. Yeah, yeah it was in uh, sixty. I will have to look it up. It was in like the 60s, mid late sixties, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. They so, saw it out in uh, northern Northern California, the the the, the Sasquatch sighting. So yeah. chances are, if you've seen a grainy image of a Sasquatch walking through the woods, the classic one, that's the that's the Patterson Gimlin film. And yeah, I mean that ignited uh, curiosity all around the country. As far as our trip, I mean the the gist of it, it was four days in the Ozarks. We were uh, kind of well taken care of by uh, the resident Bigfoot experts of the area. You know, people who had been hunting, not hunting, but searching for Sasquatch uh, their whole life. Uh, people who knew the area. And um, so our, our day, our general day when we were out there on this expedition was we'd sit, literally sit around all day swapping stories by a campfire and kind of just farting around and buying time. And then when it got dark, we'd start to get ready. And then uh, honestly, from about 10 o'clock until, shoot, maybe 2 o'clock in the morning, We'd be out in the forest doing Bigfoot calls and, uh, you know, with our audio devices, listening for sounds and evidence. And, uh, 
Uh, we did get some interesting experiences. I wouldn't call any of it hardcore conclusive evidence, but some of it was unexplainable, definitely. One of, one of the things that uh, amazed me about this trip was, like you said, the people that we were with. And, you know, I'm not going to go into a great amount of detail about who they were, but um, people from all walks of life, you know, you know, white collar workers, blue collar workers, uh, just and and so nice so so welcoming and and they were um we just had a great time with these folks and one guy kind of took us under his wing and um we were all over the area that we we were camping in and so it required us to go do a bit of off-roading and and my car wouldn't have handled uh the places we went and so he he kind of was our our escort for the trip, <laughs> and uh, we just had so much fun with him. It, it was you know, and he probably thought we were all just nuts. But well, we were but, kind of the city slickers <laughs> of the group. Kind we of, were. Yeah. We were kind of outcasts in a way. We were the only ones who actually slept in a cabin. Which <laughs> which you know, once we set this thing up and we figured out we were going to go, I I secured us a cabin because I figured, well, I bet you most people are going to be in a cabin, right? No, everybody was in a tent except for us. So the city slickers from Nebraska are, you know, we're we're in the cabin. So we're actually sleeping probably half a mile away from the main campsite. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't too far, but it was, uh, it was a, it was a nice cabin. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't the uh, Sheridan Inn. It was rustic, but it it was, it it was fine. You know, it was was good. When you think of a cabin, that's exactly what it was. You know, it was, it was a bed and couple of beds and a table and a bathroom and you know it was dry and i'm glad you segued to that because you know we shared a cabin there's three of us and the people sleeping in those tents were like wait a minute there's two beds in that cabin and it's three guys <laughs> how's that working out <laughs> boy them city folk are different them city folk are let's open-minded just, this, this pat let's just say That's eddie and i lifestyle. eddie and i communed on that on that that trip <laughs> i i'm there was, serious there was some spo- with clothes there was there was some spoonage going it on. was cold it was okay cold. it was I, freezing out there. i regret nothing that's uh, that's memories i'll hold dear as i slip away into the next dimension as i die i'll be like i got up with pat now i had my own bed but we kind of had a don't look around the corner don't tell yeah. policy so whatever happened in you what guys happens room, in the cabin stays in the cabin that's right but honestly i i figured you know when when we had you uh join us for the expedition pat i figured the more the merrier i mean our wives were in hawaii just months prior to this you know getting pampered by uh tanned bronzed hawaiian guys that were bringing them tropical exactly. drinks and here's our trip we're out in the woods with a bunch of hairy guys searching for a mythical creature farting you know? and scratching and farting and scratching we and froze our sandwich in our cooler somehow yeah and- <laughs> We, we, the we lettuce was all wilty. <laughs> we had a multi-tool you whipped out and you had to saw the oh, yeah, sandwich in Oh yeah, we had to saw the sa- sandwich with my my uh, little multi-tool. And and this is what kind of brings it out is that when you're on these types of expeditions, I mean, it's, it's obviously you're there for a purpose, but you're also having a good shared time away <clears throat> with good friends. Yeah. And so what allowed that to not only take on a form of we're out here specifically looking for a cryptid, but we're also spending time with good buddies. And the cell phones don't even work. Where they don't even at. work. So that, that wasn't even an option for us. No. So, so it, it takes a lot of the the pressure of back home off. You know, you just 
You're oh. just destined to, to relax. Within you know? a day and a half, we're playing baseball with mushrooms. and yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was like we were 12 years old again. Yeah. We were running around, and we discovered this old abandoned school bus out in a field, and Eddie climbs in there, you know, gets all tangled up in spider webs, and he's... <laughs> Pretending he's driving the bus. And <laughs> I gave myself tetanus. <laughs> Yay! This <laughs> fun. We got some good pictures. It was. But you know, it's, it was weird though, because out there, we, I think we even called it Bigfoot time. It's like because no schedules, no. don't need to, you know. And here we are, paranormal dads. You know, all three of us are dads, and it was weird to be out there. You know, no dropping or picking off kids, no mm-hmm. having to be anywhere at a certain time. We are we are on Bigfoot time, you know, and our cell phones hardly even worked, so we weren't on them checking email or anything. It's like, what time of day is it? Ah, midday. You know, it's evening-ish. You know, it was, it was so bizarre to have that different concept of schedule. Yeah. 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 It is funny how quickly we acclimated to that. Oh, thing. we did. Oh, yeah. Like, funny. within a day, we were like, oh, this is my new life now. I sleep with Pat. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet moves when we sit on it. <laughs> oh, it did. The toilet, the toilet wobbled every time you sit down. Oh. And there was no privacy. I mean, hardly. The door didn't even shut. So. No, no. If you really wanted to, you could see somebody. Like, but, but, but talk a little bit about our experiences out in the woods at yeah. night, though. Yeah, I mean that. I I have never seen darkness oh, the way I saw it out there. It was just so dark, and every little sound you heard made you jump. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was just crazy. And the plenty of coyotes in the area, so you would just hear the strangest noises. Uh, even cows. Yeah, we we came across. We heard some cows uh, not far from us, and. And that was kind of freaky in the dark as well. Well, because it's just kind of a low rumble. It's like a, and and yeah. Some some of the even even the people who had been on some of these excursions before, they were like, "What was that? That sounded weird." And yeah. of course, the the team leader was like, "Oh, calm down. That was just a cow. There's a pasture off this way." And that's kind of what I liked about the group. They weren't there to scare the newcomers like right. us. They weren't there to embellish. You know, they, 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 they never guaranteed that we would see or hear anything. They, they just were out there doing scientific research. And so, uh, you know, yeah, there's no hear, hazing going on. No, they, no, no, hazing. they weren't riding us. I mean, they've wrote us a little bit for being we became known as the Nebraska guy, Nebraska, Nebraska boys, Nebraska boys. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, so they kind of wrote us about that. But it, it, it was all in good fun. Yeah. And they were they were straight shooters. You know, they they weren't. Uh, they weren't about anything other than collecting actual evidence. And we did hear a couple things that were kind of weird, like the night the whole caravan of people, we parked our cars in a line, uh, we got out, we were all standing there, it was dead quiet, and then all of a sudden we hear a... A bang. You know, we yeah. hear a bang. It almost sounded like it was against one of the vehicles. Right. It was further out, like it was further out into the woods, almost like if you took a, a big stick and somebody just n- cracked it in half against a tree... And immediately when that happened, everyone in the group jumped and said, what was that? You know, I caught that on my audio device. It was mm-hmm. a very intentional sound. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't one of those, like, ambient things. Not even an animal. It was just a very intentional sound. Like, yeah. That was made on purpose. Yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, one thing, too, that I liked about the experiences being out there. Because, like, like you guys were saying, we didn't start looking for Sasquatch, frankly, uh, until what, like what, 11? Usually yeah. 10 or 11. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we didn't start until well into the night. And we'd go until what, three? Maybe even later? I think there was at least one night where we, yeah, we yeah, were out until three. Yeah, we were out until Yeah. And so, um, but one thing I like about it too is, you know, you can be friends with someone for a long time. I mean, you know, I mean, I, Pat, we've known each other for what? 
15 years now with our kids? um, Yeah, well, it's probably about 12 at least. 12 at least. Yeah. And then Andy and I have been buddies now, what, three? It's been three years now? Three or four, yeah. Yeah. And but you it, get to know someone on a different level when you're out there. Yeah. More layers peeled away. Yeah, you know? spooning will do that. Yeah. Spooning will do that. <laughs> but no, but even seeing your guys' faces, I've never seen you scared. You know what I mean? And I saw your scared face, and I saw your scared You've never seen word. me poop my pants, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he looks like. Um, but like you know, I just, never saw your grounded your grounded motion, your grounded move. Because whenever stuff was getting really intense, oh, yeah. you would just sit down on the ground yeah. and just kind of go into this like zone. Yeah. And people were like, is he okay? And I was like, oh, he's just being Eddie. That's cool. <laughs> and, and I, I hope you had your long underwear on because it was cold out there, man. It, it was, was It was cold. October. It was mid... It was, well, October twentieth through twenty fourth was the exact dates, but it was it was freezing out there. I think it, it was probably well in the teens a couple of the nights. We had, we cold. had to go into one of the nearby towns and buy extra clothes after they, the first night. The first night we were we were freezing. Cold. I mean, and, and mind you, we had on a I ha, at least me I had on a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve t shirt, and then I had a hoodie, and then I had a winter coat, and I had a stocking hat and gloves, and I was. I was cold to my bone. We were shivering. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not a kind of guy who gets cold very easily. No. But it was frigid out there. But you can't complain because I'd rather go in October than July when oh, you're yeah. gonna get bitten yeah. by mosquitoes. There was right. no bugs out there. So it was no bugs. Or deal with the heat. Yeah, yeah, deal with the heat. I'd rather deal with the cold. I'd rather be in chilly. a situation like that. Yeah. yeah, you can add layers. That's right. Um, yeah, the grounding thing for me, it was just so much stimulus was happening. You know, all, people were talking, and there's all this, and I just wanted to kind of eliminate as much of that as possible. Right. And so I just, yeah, I just, I sat on the ground. And uh, <laughs> there was a good. It's I what don't I know, do. What was it? What did you say? Fifteen to twenty people out there was in our group. Probably. Yeah, I'd say twenty. Yeah. yeah, between fifteen and twenty. It's a good you number. Know, and after the first night, we discovered, you know, when you get that many people together out in the woods with their recording devices and cameras. Um, you know, it just makes for a lot of ruckus, which isn't really conducive to trying to hear sounds and, and get Bigfoot howls and recordings. So after the first night, we actually broke it down into smaller groups, like, you know, three groups of five. And we'd say, okay, you guys go to this location. We'll go two miles to the east and you guys go three miles to the south. And then we'll meet up back at base camp in a couple hours. And, and it was kind of cool because we had, you know, radios and, and, I think it was just radios because I'm not sure cell phones were even working. Yeah, I think they were just kind of little... Dead walkies. You know, yeah. Walkie-talkies. That they had a range of about two, three miles. So I like the cool thing was uh, there was actually pretty good communication. So like in our group, if somebody was going to do a Bigfoot howl to try to you know stir up a response, we'd get on the radio and say, okay, group one, group two, this is group three. We're about to do a howl. So in a couple seconds, if you hear that... It's not a Sasquatch, it's just us. It, it, it was pretty much, very much like the, the Finding Bigfoot show. If you're familiar with the way they kind of do their thing, it was a lot like that. That's exactly what I was going to say. It, it played out almost exactly like an episode of that show. Yeah. But, uh, boy, it, it was just such a good time. And, and uh, probably one of my favorite moments was you get yourself all built up. You know, and kind of almost stressed out over being in the dark and yeah. not knowing what's around the next corner. And then some form of uh, something would make you laugh. And, and it, it would just be such a release, you know, to kind of <laughs> oh, t- yeah. cut the tension. We, we were actually driving from one spot to the other. And, and, <laughs> and Eddie's back there messing with something in the back of the truck. And, and, and we're in this, this guy's four-wheel drive pickup truck. And... And you hear like a paper crinkling or something. 
and and he's just kind of like oh no and <laughs> and then you hear Andy Eddie what'd you do and he spilled trail mix all over the back of the I, car it was a giant <laughs> it was a giant bag of trail mix it was like a Costco sized bag of trail mix it, it, you buy it for an office it's that big <laughs> and and we were in the dark and bear in mind we had, we'd eaten dinner at dinner time right and so it was all like two in the morning and I'm like snacky at this point yeah. so I'm like reaching for the trail mix and I grab it by the and it's pitch dark by yeah. the way so I can't see so I grab the bottom of the bag not knowing it's the bottom thinking it's the top and I pick it up thinking I have it by the top but I have it by the bottom <laughs> and the top opens up and it just spilled chocolate <laughs> and everything and uh I even remember I said, Eddie, you're fired. <laughs> the sound of that, disdain. That's what it was. Your you're voice. fired. I'm so disappointed. The in disdain you. in your voice. It was, was like, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was classic because we actually have that moment on video. And, yeah. and, and, and the guy who was driving us around, who was just the, the, the best sport. You oh, know, yeah. He, he didn't, he didn't care. And, and Eddie's back there. It's okay. I'll clean it up. You know, he's like eating it off the chair. <laughs> And, 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 like and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd eat that off the, off the chair. And, 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 and he's like, oh, it's okay. I'll get cleaned up. Yeah, but the dog's been back there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that hair is in my mouth. I know. <laughs> but it was kind of like one of those classic, thing, classic things when your parent says, I'm not angry at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was, there, there was some lighthearted moments. Yeah. I was conspired against by the trail mix bag. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but there were some eerie moments we had, too. There were. Uh, I can't divulge the exact location, but at one point, uh, the main expedition leader and the three of us uh, went. We parked in a clearing, and two uh, to both side, uh, three three sides of us. Uh, in our in our view was uh, was cliffs or or you know low lying mountains, and it was so dark out there you could see the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, beautiful, so mm-hmm. pretty. So we park in this uh, clearing in this meadow, and we get out and we're checking out the surrounding foothills, and uh, we we go with the expedition leader down. Uh, a very bumpy, very uneven dirt road that leads down into a little gully. And little did we know when we booked this expedition that they don't do flashlights. So you're out right. with no flashlights, no glow sticks, no cell phone, um, you know, uh, no lit up cell phone. It's it's pitch black. Right. And so we're walking and Pat, you actually took a tumble going down this road. Yeah, I, I just kind of lost my footing and, and went down once and... I mean, it, I was fine. It wasn't a big deal, but uh, still scary. Walking, still scary. I mean, you're already freaked out. Now you're falling down. It's like, what am I doing well, you, out you, here? Right. You literally couldn't see your yeah. feet. You couldn't see the hand in front of your face. And so when you were taking a step, you didn't know. If you didn't it know if you or... were going to walk walk off a seventeen, you know, twenty, thirty foot cliff. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you had no idea. You know. So, so we get to the bottom of this trail, and and there's another clearing, and and so basically. Uh, it was about a you know 50 yard wide clearing and we're completely surrounded by forest other than that and we're sitting there in silence and and after a while we start to hear some footsteps uh, coming towards us heavy footsteps uh, getting a little bit louder mm-hmm. and a little bit louder and at this point in time the expedition leader you know our fearless leader he's been doing this for years he looks at a, he looks at us and he whispers he says we're getting out of here right now and when he said that, man, my heart <laughs> fell into my stomach and my adrenaline surged. And I was like, 
if he's scared, we should be scared. Yeah. There's a, and I thought there was a Sasquatch coming at us at that point. Yeah, in time. he didn't have to tell me that twice. I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so we make haste. Yeah, we uh, moved with purpose. Yeah, we, we moved our tails and we, we got back up the, the dark trail as quickly as possible, back up to the vehicles in the in the clearing up in the meadow. And as soon as we uh, we're about to get in, we hear a holler off uh, from the ridge off in the distance. And when we heard that, everyone stopped. And uh, the, the howl actually got the coyotes going yeah, crazy. Yeah, the coyotes just went yeah. nuts. But the initial howl, it sounded different than a, than a coyote. It was, uh, it was deeper, it was louder, and it, it almost sounded like the, the response from the, from the coyotes was like they were, you know, irritated by this thing or they are they're marking their turf or something. But we did some calls. Uh, you, did a, you did a pretty good howl at that point because we were trying to get another response from the creature up on the ridge. So yeah. Eddie shrieked yeah. into, the, into the darkness and had a pretty good howl. I was pretty proud of my howl. Yeah. Not gonna lie, <laughs> we all got a chance to howl, didn't we? Yeah, I, I did. Mine sounded more like Tarzan. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it did. It was awesome though. <laughs> yeah, it was like cold night, kind of strains the vocal cords a little right. bit. Yeah. I thought you did one too, Andy. Did you? Do I a did. Call? Yeah, I did. I did do one. Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, that's the moment of the trip. That for me, that was the definitive moment. And I'll never forget. That was definitely, I think, the most interesting night. You know, it was. It, it was the most action packed. But the coolest thing was after we uh, heard that howl. Do you guys remember that shooting star oh, that streaked yeah. across Glorious. the entire sky? It was the brightest shooting star I've ever seen. Yeah. So we're standing there howling into the darkness like a bunch of idiots, and the scary part really was uh, after what a good ten minutes or so of doing this. Yeah. We hear gunshots. Oh. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah. Not too far away. And at that point in time, everyone pretty much just, you know, it was no nonsense. It's like, okay, we're getting out of here. We must have been irritating some hunters. They figured maybe there's some guys way off in the woods hunting for a raccoon or something in the middle of the night. But either way, we weren't going to stick around yeah, to it's get like hit by time, a Time to yeah. pack it up, call time it a night. I mean, you if fact, there's people out there with guns, we don't want to be anywhere yeah. near them. No. I mean, you have... Heavy footsteps, the 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 expedition leads saying get out of here, yeah. howls with call with echoes with calls back, and the, you know and then gunshots. I mean it's a it was a jam packed night. Yeah. And then what you're left with to to process is when we heard those footsteps coming towards us from the dark woods, you know was it hunters that were armed with guns or was it a Sasquatch? And we'll never know. But either way, it's a scary uh, it's a scary thought, right? Right. Right. What a weird. Yeah, and if you remember on our last night, we heard that weird, what well, was described as the two-tone howl. Two-tone howl, remember very that? distinct. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, uh, it was first heard in Ohio, that, that particular call, wasn't it? Yeah. And the, or they recorded it in Ohio, that just kind of a weird uh, Sasquatch noise, I guess. It's like a vocal break. It's like they were saying that, and this is where, you know, we are kind of city boys here, but where you have a traditional animal noise, there isn't this, like, vocal break. It's almost like a singer, like when they yeah, transition into a know, different note. It wasn't a howl. Like, when we were howling, we were just going, oh, this thing was like a, oh, yeah. Like, there was, there was like, there was intelligence. There was power behind it. Yeah, there was. You know, we, I remember... I remember the exact spot, actually. Uh, I think it was you and me, Eddie, but we were laying in the back of uh, the pickup truck. Yep. We were just exhausted. We were yeah. tired. so tired. Yeah, we were tired of going out into the woods, so right. we, we just kind of stayed in the clearing in the truck on the last night. 
And we were laying there in dead silence, just listening to nothing but crickets for a good hour or so while the other teams were out trying to get some evidence. And it was just out of nowhere we heard that two-toned howl. Yep. And I remember when it happened because everybody sat up, you know, on the bed of their truck and right. said, did you guys hear that? What was that? Right. You know, and it, it's something that, it's something that you can't forget. You know, and it was so distinct. You, you actually have the audio of it right here. I right? have it, and I don't know where we're at on the, uh, if we can even do that. Yeah, it's it's like, pretty faint. You can hear it on there with headphones, but it's pretty faint. Just oh, to hear it. I'm sure I, I won't play it on here, but I'm just saying about actually putting it on the podcast. I don't know if we can. Oh, can legally? We? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Good point. I, I, yeah, I don't was, think we can. That was one of the things. Yeah. We, we can't go into a lot of detail about the things we did or the people we talked to and that sort of thing. We actually signed legal documents that, prevent us from from talking about some of those things so hence, hence the avoiding of names and locations yeah, yeah. hence the gullies and clearings and yeah. uh you know, foothills <laughs> yeah. we can't tell you exactly where we were um but i just yeah a lot of and i mean we had that one thing the first time the first day that that the thud, throw the thud yeah, yeah. there well, was tell, tell about that so it was the first day was it the first day yeah yeah and we decided to go out to this uh, 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 body of water, and uh, we're we're around it looking, and there's kind of this ridge that leads up to a row of trees, and more or less like a little mini forest. Um, and we're up there just kind of looking into the forest, just trying to get a feel for where we're at, and what, what's going on, and. I I swear that there was a weird air. It just felt like it. It was yeah. weird, and then. As soon as, because the other group was all kind of gathered off to a certain area, and Andy and I had kind of broken off to maybe, we weren't that far away. It was probably about, we were maybe 100 feet, 200 feet away from the rest of the group. Mm -hmm. And then, as we were just getting ready to go, we heard what sounded like something coming through the trees, like a, like, like skidding through, like, you know, skidding through the, the, the leaves, and then... A very distinctive thud on the ground to the point where you felt it in your legs. You you could feel there was vibration to it, and it was it was so so loud and so deep and so obvious that we, we turned to each other immediately and yeah. we're like, "What in the world was that? Something huge just hit the ground." Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a you know the area had you know trees that would have you know um, you know fruit or whatever you want to call it, and nuts or whatever, and those would fall. But that's different. I mean, this the size and mass and the feeling that I felt in my legs when that thud, the best size I could come up with was a brick. Yeah. You know, a small or regular size brick. The size and sound that that, that, that would make, like a brick. If, yeah. it, maybe if you tossed it 10 feet up into the air and then let it crash to the to the grass. Yeah. You know, that's that's about how, how loud it sounded. And it was it was starting. We, and we looked around. We never did find a big rock. Never found any sort of thing that would have made that obvious... Thud. You know what I never thought of, Eddie? I, I've just thought of this right now. What if it wasn't a rock? What if it was actually... I, I've heard cases of Sasquatch hiding up in a tree. Like, what if a Sasquatch jumped down from about 10 feet up and it was actually his feet hitting the ground? We felt it before in in, but There we you felt go. It. I mean, it could be. Could have been. No, I doubt. Yeah. It's hard to rule out. I mean, it's one of those things when you... And I've said this about anything, not just with Sasquatch, but with paranormal, with ghosts and other things. I mean, we use our senses every day, and I know they can be easily fooled. But for the most part, barring some sort of, you know, issue, 
you use them fairly successfully throughout the day. And so you use them to navigate your daily life. You're in the forest and you know there's certain things that are happening that you're not normally used to hearing, you know, animals and trees doing tree things and all that. But when something thuds enough that you feel it in your legs, like it resonates in your actual legs, that's something heavy hitting the ground. And, and so, uh, and then not having anything visual to line up with that. That's where the, I can see how people just get sucked into this and they're just constantly chasing like stuff like this down. Right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks when he's shipwrecked on that island and when he's, you know, he's kind of a city slicker kind of guy and he's still learning the sounds of the island and in the middle of the night he's kind of freaked out because he keeps hearing this thud. Yeah. And in the morning he discovers it's coconuts falling out of the tree and hitting the ground. But where we were at, there's no coconuts falling out of trees. No. You know, and and, and whatever it was was heavy. So it would have had to have been a coconut. (laughs) That's how heavy it was sounding. Yes, but it's it's a trip we'll never forget, and maybe someday we'll go back, or maybe you know another time when we can synchronize our schedules, maybe we'll go down to Area Fifty One and put our toe over the line and see what Ooh, happens. Get that toe <laughs> shot right off. Yeah, I'll go hang out the, at the Alien Alien Inn down there, yes. and, and uh, you guys can go dip your toe. <laughs> I'll bail you out when we it come comes back time. Toeless. Toeless. It's a uh, it's in Rachel, Nevada, I believe, a little uh, town outside of Roswell. It's called the Little Ailey Inn. Yeah. Really? And yeah. yeah. I'm sure, oh, yeah. It's, it's a tourist trap. Yeah. You know, they'll probably sell you a you know, $4 cup of coffee and you can sign your name in a book to say where you're from. But uh, who knows? I, I guarantee the three of us will uh, have other adventures to look for other monsters and cryptids and mysteries and yeah, just give us more ammo for future episodes, right? Absolutely. Well, you guys did a road trip to California, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Did you we drive did. through? We we went through Vegas. Um, so you know, I we had the kids with us, so we didn't go. Yeah, looking for Area Fifty One, but uh, <laughs> darn it! But but we're down in the neighborhood. It's not too very far from Vegas. There you go. It's so, already a baseline, so we can yeah do that next time. Oh yeah, it's definitely doable by car if we wanted to. Well, as the as the name of our podcast implies, we uh, we're not just paranormal enthusiasts. We're uh, we're dads too. And a cool little uh, Sasquatch-related story uh, involving my daughter. Uh, She's three years old, and uh, just having a weirdo dad like me, she's kind of grown up with, you know, things like uh, talk of aliens and ghosts and Sasquatch being kind of commonplace around our house. And it was just a few months ago, I think it was actually back in the, well, maybe back in the spring, we were walking on the the trail uh, on the backside of our house. It kind of backs up to a little forested area, and um, Sky, she's just kind of a clumsy kid, and she kept falling. She kept tripping over her own feet. But every time she would fall, she would say, Uh-oh, Dad, Bigfoot just got me. <laughs> and then we'd walk up the trail a little further and she'd take a tumble and she'd say, Uh-oh, Bigfoot got me again. That is awesome. <laughs> well, even today, I think kids are just fascinated with Bigfoot, especially with all the TV shows that feature Bigfoot mm-hmm. around. But uh, like my kids, they took, a, uh, they took a class when they were probably, they were in elementary school. They took a class at the Apple Store about uh, using iMovie and video editing. And for one of their assignments, they had to go make a movie. So they went home and walked down to the local park and they actually made a Bigfoot movie. And they came up with this on their own, but they, they brought they have a Snuggie that's kind of has a, a leopard print. And so that was the Bigfoot costume. that they. <laughs> so uh, that was a fun little movie. I might have to post that sometime. But uh, that may have to get shared. 
But <laughs> yeah, I remember good. our kids. I remember when the notion of that entered their brain, and that it was on this line of you know, there's there's things that obviously aren't real, and then there's things that we don't know the answer to. Right. And when they were old enough to understand that as a thing, they were like instantly like. <gasps> is it here now? Like they were like, you know, just the fact. So it was just very cool to see that in them, you know, like, you know, I agree. It's very, it's very exciting and cool. And, you know, like you said, we're dads too. So it's kind of fun to share these stories with our kids, especially when we came back from the trip. Oh yeah. Tell them about it. So, well, and in a world full of, uh, you know, videos and, and, you know, you got the world at the, at your tip of your fingers through technology. I kind of like it that there's still mysteries out there in the world. It's the dangling carrot that keeps us, searching for answers and standing in the woods in the middle of the night howling at ridges and <laughs> it's it's just great so uh i think no matter how much technology advances and no matter how small of a world uh, how small of a place the world becomes there's still going to be mysteries and and monsters to pursue i love it i think that's a good note to put a pin on this one gentlemen what do you think it sounds sounds like we're about about to that point. Episode two into books. So thank you all for, again for listening. Please uh, uh, keep uh, keep downloading, and uh, we'll keep making these. And if you have any ideas for a future show, by all means, contact us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Paranormal Dads. ParanormalDads at gmail.com. Yep. And, and uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Podcast Radio. And uh, be sure to subscribe and like and please review us as well. Um, Also, I would be remiss if I did not thank our friends over at freesounds.org. And I'm going to list all the uh, creators by name who we have uh, utilized so far. Uh, Please forgive me if I butcher your handle here. Uh, Speedenza, Softcore Soft, Trike, Fish With Feathers, Andrew Jones Photo, Lindrick, Patrick Lieberkind, Blimp66, and Survive. Uh, Survive being spelled S-Y-R-V-I-V-E because he's clever. He or she is super clever (laughs) on that one. But our friends at freesound.org, check them out if you're in need of any cool, fun sounds. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next episode. (laughs) 